When the days are grey and dreary And the nights are drawing in There's a place that's gay and cheery Where they'll take you for a spin So come on and your trouble Keep your eyes on the skies above You can always have it Welcome to Female Pilot Club. If you don't know us, we're the outfit that takes spiffing female-written sitcoms up for a spin with the aces of top comedy talent on board. And if you do know us, we're a bit like those three witches from Macbeth, but with worse hair. Much worse, to be fair. <laughs> much worse. Much, much worse. Uh, I'm Wing Commander Kay Stonham, writer, performer and producer extraordinaire. I'm Captain Abigail Burdess. Uh, are you, I don't think you're meant to say Macbeth, Kay. Well, do you know what? I think you're right because I said it in 1975 and my career went downhill from that point. So I think you're right. I shouldn't have said it. In the pilot seat this week, we have the wonderful Lorna Wilson. And uh, she's here to talk about her sitcom script, Tudor Roses, uh, which the Female Pilot Club took up for a very successful test flight. Mm -hmm. Very successful. Uh, Lorna Wilson is a comedy writer with credits on Have I Got News For You, Turtle Canyon's content. She is winner of BAFTA Rowcliffe, Funny Women, Sitcom Mission finalist. She's been finalist in all of the competitions, basically. Well, just always the bridesmaid, never the bride is the, <laughs> is the truth. We'll hear all about that in a moment. <laughs> yes. So, Lorna, let's take a beer call, take off our bags and debrief. Chin, chin, pip, pip. Last one to the nappies, a hoop snogger. Ship, 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 So, Lorna, you came up with a female pilot club. Uh, tell us, can you tell us a little bit what it was like up there? Oh, it was, well, it was a fabulous thing that you did. Uh, <laughs> thank you so much. Before we do that, can I just say, I disagree with your um, comments about your hair. I think you both have amazing hair. Aww. Very lovely hair. Do you know what? Emily's uh, got good hair. And good Emily's hair. got good hair. You, yeah. need to, that's a, you need to have well, a different I don't know why I feel thing. left out because the, the rest of them are gingers. Yeah, that's maybe. True, yeah. Actually, although I still think of Emily as a blonde, which she was when I first met her. Yeah, what you did was, was fab. Uh, it was brilliant with... Um, putting on my little show that you did. It was not a little show. It was a big, exciting, like a huge extravaganza. Historical sitcom. So, yeah, with loads of amazing people in it, weren't there? So, yeah, yeah. We had some incredible people in it. We had, uh, we had Kerry Howard. Lovely Kerry Howard. Yeah. She's a stalwart now, isn't she? She's done two of ours, I think. Yeah, very much a female pilot clubber. Yep. Uh, Robert Webb, of course. Very much a female pilot oh, club. Lovely, but. lovely little problem. <laughs> um, David Brain. Lovely David Brain. Matt Lacey. Yeah, Laura Evelyn. Who, Laura Evelyn. Yes, who of course is just going from strength to strength as an actor at the moment. She's in everything. Everything. And the um, wonderful Maggie Orenshaw. So before we hear um, from these gods of the comedy firmament, which we managed to get into your amazing know, right? script. That's amazing. Let's talk about the script. Yes. Yes, we at the Female Pilot Club know that what Tudor Roses is about, but those back on Civvy Street tuning in their wirelesses, Kay, this, Kay wrote this, said don't. <laughs> so here is your chance to pitch it. And some people might say that when pitching, you should imagine you're in a lift yeah. with a commissioner. Now, that's risky. Don't try it. We all know that. So what I would suggest instead is you could do a parachute pitch. The scenario is... The plane's going down, it's on fire, you've jumped out, wearing the only parachute, when suddenly the commissioning editor of Sky Atlantic grabs onto your legs. So Sky Atlantic editor will be very classy, very classy Sky Atlantic, very classy, won't touch above the knees. So obviously you take this opportunity to pitch your show to them before you hit the ground. It's, it's so short, I've got so much falling time before I actually need to say it. <laughs> I could just go, Wee, enjoy the view and just say just it's, spin off, spin it's, off. <laughs> it's 
female plebs in Tudor times. There we go. That was succinct. Right? Succinct. That was good. Come I feel on. like you've got, you've got that pitch. you got that pitch now. Yeah. Sky Atlantic, definitely picking that one up. There I you think. go. Come yeah, on. What, what's the problem? Yeah. It's a fantastic pitch. We'd love to produce that. In fact, we did produce it, as you know. And um, here is a clip from your test flight with Rob Webb and David Brain, who are playing the priest and the executioner, who are both very sadly on the wrong career paths. Egbert, the executioner, sharpens the blade of his axe while he talks to Tom, a reluctant man of the cloth. Tom pats Egbert tentatively on the shoulder. There, there. And then they all start shouting at me and booing, and then I have to cut short a person's life, Tom. <laughs> I can't bear it, it's just wrong. Egbert sharpens his blade as Tom looks on in horror. Gosh, that's very... looks a bit... Ouch. All I ever wanted to do was sit with people and have them tell me about what ails them. But no one's ever going to make a living doing that, are they? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I love that clip. So Always makes me laugh. So, so what we have here, Lorna, as far as I can see, is like a historical comedy with women. Is that right? Yes. It's like Blackadder, like with muffs and, and roughs. Is that right? <laughs> so it reminds me, there haven't been a lot of female-centric historical sitcoms out there, have there? No, I, I don't think there have been, because I think, um, yeah, most of the stuff historically has all been around men, because that's, you know, the the points of view that we've had men existed i think so Previously, or, or think only of them they did that's, that's true yeah. history. that's a historical fact well, yeah. they they were the only ones that had any personalities or um anything to say i think that's historically true abby that's well known. <laughs> but yeah they have been so Seth, uh was it up the women was that the one up the women yeah and wonderful jessica stevens yeah hines hines, hines sorry yeah, yeah. Hines, jessica stevens jessica hines and there will have been others that i don't know or we remember we were talking about one we really liked which was that quacks Oh, Quacks is great. Yeah, yeah love Quacks. Not, that's not women-based, is it? Oh, it's not for you. No, right. it no. wasn't women's-based. No, no there, weren't, there weren't women doctors either, obviously. No, it was a good um, sitcom. It was, it was, it was good, a very good sitcom. And yeah. the, the hysterical women patients were very good, yes. as I recall. Well, yes, there were hysterical women in historical Yeah, I mean, they, they, do, they do come up, don't they, historical sitcoms? Not yes, often, yes. but they do come up. We've got one at the moment, Witchfinder. Mm. Haven't we? Witchfinder. Yeah, uh, what the Daisy May Cooper and yeah. um, Tim. Mm. Yeah, I mean, which has got be... witches in the title. Yeah, so must be about women and written by women. Surely? No, is it not? Of it's not. Oh, no. Of it's not. No. I haven't. Sorry, I haven't seen it. Sorry, I can't. Yeah, I suppose to be fair, it's not about the witches, is it? It's about the Witchfinder. Okay. What's the What's the setup? What's the So the setup is like it's a a very unsuccessful witch finder and a competitive witch finder who's much more successful at finding the witches and getting all the gigs it's a bit like you know witch finders as actors or comedians or something is it witch finder or witch hunter it's witch finder isn't it oh no what is it so they're going yeah. there it's an unsuccessful torturer of women is that <laughs> That's the joke, is that the... And, and that's the worst kind. You want to have that success. If you're going to do it, do it well. God damn, if you're going to do it. I think it, it's fair to say it's sort of more about the finder than the witch. It is, maybe. it is. Because I suppose maybe they couldn't find much comedy in killing thousands of women with very little... <laughs> I don't know, it's justification. Or could they? Maybe they got there and then they were like, have we just made a sitcom about slavery? going... <laughs> <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> oh no but you know you can take any subject can't you i mean dad's army there we go that's if you said that on paper you'd be like 
yeah, it's and a I'm hilarious just, I, thing about the yeah. war, you know. But, and well, I was true, just sort of thinking, true. yeah, that's who would do that? And then remembering that actually my sitcom is uh, all based around an execution. So there you go. Dark humour is fine. Is what we've decided, which finder gets a pass. Brilliant. Yes. Um, yeah. Okay. But we still haven't found any about women, apart from up the women. Somebody needs to make the, that Jane Austen, that great ostentatious thing into a sitcom. Surely. Oh, yes. Has that not had a pilot? Somebody give them a pilot. Yeah, no. Some, somebody no. give Tudor Roses a pilot. <laughs> yeah, that would yeah, be a thanks, nice suggestion. Thanks, Amy. <laughs> yeah. well, it's a different period of history. Let's, let's, let's pull the vote. focus away from them. Room. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Lot, that is true. There is room for all of the, the women. Um, yeah. yeah, so did you do a lot of research? Was there actual historical research involved? Can we say yes? And <laughs> I don't think we have a fact checker on this. Can show, we do just we? say yes? Yeah, sure, let's say um, yes. Yeah. I think I did genuinely read a book. Okay, good. And why was it that you chose the Tudor Times? What was it? Well, I did, I did this thing a while ago for a New Year's resolution that I decided to teach myself the kings and queens of England in order. I just thought that it, it was about time I knew who they were. That's great. And I kind of got a little bit into the idea of these sort of different periods of history. And just because I'm a feminist, I was thinking, surely... <laughs> no, don't tell anyone. Shush. <laughs> um... <laughs> <laughs> But I, I was certain, I am certain that there would have been, in, historically, there would have been women that wanted change. And uh, it occurred to me that you, you kind of never hear about women that sort yeah, of, yeah. well, you kind of hear about them very much from a male perspective. Um, Which is, or beheaded or something. Yeah. But the idea of sort of being trapped in a very, I mean, we, we're also still trapped in a patriarchal society, but they were kind of with bells on trapped yeah. in a patriarchal yeah. society and I just like the idea of what it would be like for them and then realized not that different <laughs> Which, <laughs> yeah. well certainly in your sitcom yes. it's not that different yeah, is it? so it's, of... yeah it's obviously you're, you're obviously using the historical parallels to make comments about our contemporary times there you go yeah. there we go but you know with jokes lots and lots, lots of and, jokes uh, lots of jokes in fact I think we've got uh, here the brilliant Laura Evelyn uh, playing letters, talking about her ambivalence about the uh, restrictive uh, gender norms. Uh, given the situation, she'd been she's actually been asked to to execute someone. Answer, I was wrong. No, 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 no. You deserve this. Why shouldn't you have the same opportunities as a man? Why should I presume that just because of your lack of thingies, you would not be able to kill a man? No, come to think of it, those thingies might actually be more essential than I gave them credit for. Your crowd awaits. <laughs> Knock them dead. I mean the crowd, obviously, and the prisoner too. Just. <laughs> I don't think I can do it. No, you can. Just think about the movement. It's the last time there is no movement. I believe in you. I believe in women. No, for God's sake. Well, that was a wonderful lettuce. And what I love about that character is that you, you've done that thing of making her seem just like a modern woman, mm. but also really believable from that time. Yeah. She's great, isn't she? She's like, you know, she's every kind of stroppy woman that we've ever met yeah. getting fed up with what's, you know, with the unfairness of life. Really. And of course, Laura Evelyn's so great at yes. doing that. Very, yeah. very naturalistic kind of downplaying. She's got her own quirky style, hasn't yeah, she? Yeah, she's, she's very like, dry, like... Yeah. But yes, yeah, she, she was a great character. Very good character. Um, and in fact, your characters are... I love a big character. And your characters, I think it's fair to say, are a tad larger than life. Would yeah. that be fair? <laughs> yeah, I think so. Yeah, they're kind of based on... Like, you think about with Jane as well, you know, with, with those people that kind of follow the Kardashians, you know, with the, <laughs> the kind of influencers that are all kind of doing different eyelashes or eyebrows because it's the in thing and that's what everyone wants. You know, Jane 
the other yeah, lady's carries, maid is yeah. kind of yeah Carrie Howard character is sort of based on that kind of woman that that sort of wants to change herself physically so that she's most attractive for the king and um yeah but they they yeah larger than life but sort of kind of exist maybe having taken a group of 11 year olds out for a birthday party recently i was like oh really on, right that's it we're all sitting down having a lecture on feminism oh really <laughs> yeah but piss for instance you know piss yes. is, a, oh, is yes. a larger than life character i was yeah. thinking kind of her and and like a big bold archetype Pierce, oh god, she was brilliant, wasn't she? Uh, Maggie Olrenshaw, she was so good at, at that. Playing the sort of Baldrick character, isn't it? It's or it, yeah. would you say it's a Baldrick? I don't know. Yeah, the clown. What's the, the kind of? There? But she's sort of she's the the unknowingly wise, set upon, put upon. Yes. Um, so she's the lowest of yeah. the food chain person. Yeah, but is also has wisdom within. That. She's got, I suppose life experience that gives her a bit of an edge but she's she has no power she can't make any changes she's the one that wants change for everybody she's the one that kind of talks about you know um lettuce's behavior maybe changing things for everybody yeah she's yes, a instructor fact, actually isn't she she's the yeah. most radical of all of them yeah in yeah. the end she's a kind of i think the archetype is like an unruly woman yeah who's yeah. at the bottom of the food chain but like is yeah. concerned with bodily functions yeah. and crudity and she's very outspoken yeah disrupting that kind of like uh attention to the norm yeah the other two characters she was know. our favorite wasn't she? i wanted to play her we was, well you're nearly oh. old enough Kay. i nearly am old enough to play her <laughs> you could have played pierce i mean i don't mean that in a bad way yeah no, sorry maggie Orange. sorry maggie well i mean it's a weird thing to say isn't it that she was a brilliant pierce oh she's you know, oh, she such, such a great pierce such yeah. a good pierce. pierce but i think we've actually got a clip here of the amazing maggie Orenshaw being hilarious as piss well, yes, but more importantly, it could change the way I'm treated by father. <laughs> We've had to put up with being second-class citizens for too long. Second-class, you should be so lucky. <laughs> Imagine women getting the same rights as men. Well, yes, but, or just me getting the same rights as my brother. <laughs> you're not thinking big enough, miss. What you're doing might be the start of equality for all human beings. The tinkling stops. All done. Yeah. <laughs> right, yeah. Literally well, pissing cool. under her literally skirt. Literally pissing on her while... while to, <laughs> yeah. Big speeches about equality. Yeah. Really yeah. good. Very nice. Very, yeah. very So you're not afraid funny. to go for a visual laugh there? No. Yeah. I, well, generally, it's all... It's a bit toilet humour, I'm afraid. Like, I'm not afraid to do the poos and wheeze comedy. <laughs> I like a bit of poo and we can't <laughs> Well, you know, it's full of jokes, your yeah, sitcom, which we really, really like. Um, we do we do notice sometimes when we're reading scripts that sometimes people are a little bit scared, aren't they, of putting in jokes. Mm. Yeah. Jokes, proper jokes. Yeah. yeah. I don't know why that is. It's, uh, I think people are really, really interested in, uh, you know, in, in making the characters feel real and making the situation feel real um and like speaking about their own experiences but often they forget that as well as that which is all can be really funny you do need uh, proper jokes proper gag rate yeah i think it's i mean it's probably just so much to fit in isn't it in a short half hour like you're so working so hard to try and build plot and put everything together and introduce all these characters just specifically in a pilot script yeah but but i think when you've got i mean i was uh, well it's not lucky i suppose but you know the the characters kind of came to life and when you've got a character 
that you know that the, this is the ideal isn't it that you've got three different characters or five in the this case where you kind of know their thing that actually the jokes are they are the joke you know the things that they say the way that they see the world is the joke and so it doesn't you don't have to sort of put them in afterwards you know the stuff that they're, they're the way that they handle themselves in the world is just funny so because you're a, a really good writer Lorna that you don't kind I'll of even start. think about the fact that you're constructing jokes really well you, uh, you know you, you think they're just popping out of you naturally but well, yeah, I'm sure they are I, I, but I mean yeah, they're, they're hard just, to do is what I'm saying <laughs> yeah you. and also I mean I mean I, there's also just like a joke rate per page isn't it like you were, I was aware when I was reading your script that there was like you knew when the audience what you thought you knew when the audience were going to laugh mm. which I think is really important for a writer to have in mind are you wanting an out loud laugh there I kind of did know the rules before I wrote it in terms of sitcom like I'm okay. a bit of a geek I am a bit like and I I you know, know that the there rules. was so you did you read Can lots you of structure books and I do really thing? did yeah okay I'm yeah I am a proper geek and I just before I went for it I, I had this I knew that you couldn't just wait and do a gag every page I knew that it had to be sort of you had to seven keep seven a page but well, you just have to keep it going seven and, a page um, I'd say three to seven wouldn't you I don't know seven wow seven, seven's a lot seven's, seven's a, lot. Would be a lot isn't it yeah, seven's sort lot. of painful I think, I think seven's like <laughs> but you know I'm you're going to go back on that completely that's ridiculous I'm going three and to five I, I remember Dan Antopolsky saying once he he with stand-up that he wants to laugh every seven seconds yeah oh that is that is hard work isn't it but i don't know you know i think it'd be great if you could get a laugh every i mean i'd be exhausted as an audience member if i was laughing every seven, seven seconds, seconds he was like say. but you know right i think that's i'm gonna be misquoting right. him now and he's I gonna go know. i never said that you've said on a podcast and i said something <laughs> utterly impossible and i never said that but uh, but i think in with sitcom they say that it's like three to four Three to four games. Yeah, 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 okay, fair enough. Um, good, isn't it? A kind yeah. of laugh moments. Yeah. That sounds like it's really sort of divisive. And actually, I think a lot of it just kind of happens. But when you look over it and you do sort of go, okay, well, there's there's about three there. And if there aren't, yeah, yeah, shove yeah. in. The ideal oh. thing. Shove in a bit of a poo joke. And <laughs> well, the ideal thing is, as you said, is if they arise naturally out of the character, isn't yeah. it? But then yeah. if you go back and they haven't arisen naturally out of the character in the second and third draft, then you've got to find. So on that note, we've got a lot of writers who listen to the podcast, obviously, and they're always interested in what are the good books to read? What are the great tips? So if you did do a lot of reading about sitcom and yeah. writing, have you got any recommendations? Oof. I think they are like the ones that I read. There was a tiny little one, and I think it's called uh, How to Write a Sitcom. I mean, I'm not going to read big, massive, great volumes. When I say I'm a geek, there are limits. Uh, it's better if it's in a small pamphlet. Short. Yeah. Yeah. Like just on an A4 page, preferably. Um, You're a geek with a short attention span, is that yeah, right? Pretty much. Pretty much. Uh, that kind of definition of anybody who writes comedy. <laughs> yeah, that's it. I think I'm an expert, even though I've really just looked at some blurbs. There are, oh, God. I mean, there's. Obviously, the Save the Cat. I mean, I've got them all in my bookshelf. I'll take a photograph. You can... Okay, great. <laughs> we'll put it up on our Twitter. Yeah. 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 Well, tell me if you had a particular one that you'd like. That's um, well, that one, that one was quite accessible. It's a little mm. orange book. And I can't even remember who it's by because I'm rubbish. But it was, it's just a very, it's a, quite a methodical, like, stage by stage process of how, how you actually do it. And then I think, you know, there's obviously... I know David Quantic and David Cohen and they, they've written books that I think are really, they've, they have experience and they are, you know, wise people um, nice. who know what they're doing. Cool. They have wisdom. Wise is a nice word to have. Yeah, I wonder if there's any... Oh, sitcom books written by women. Well, I tell you who, uh, 
on writing, um, you know, structuring scripts and so on, yeah. there's Lucy B. Hay who does lots of stuff, isn't it? She's really good. Mm-hmm. And there's also Yvonne Grace who does a lot. Um, I, I think they do sitcom as like part of what they do. Yeah. But basically they're talking about, you know, writing and how to structure your writing and improve your writing. Yeah, yeah. quite but a lot I'm of the, those two women. Quite a lot of the writing experts, like go very very shy when it comes to comedy don't they like quite a lot yes. of this, what, oh, you just yes. have to find it squirreled away yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I think there's a, I think there's a bit what's the who's the great screenwriting guru who there's Robert, like Robert Mc, McKee yeah the McKee there's just oh, literally yes, a bit yes. where he's like yeah. not comedy I don't understand comedy and comedy and then there's a paragraph <laughs> literally going and then comedy doesn't really follow any yeah. of these rules so I don't know what else. add uh, jokes yeah, yeah. yeah. Jokes. but we were actually having a big old what is a joke moment weren't we going like what you know if you're talking about writing gags like how would you what would you define a joke as like what would I um that too. Something what's funny, Abby? I mean, I think that's a good definition. Uh, <laughs> no, I don't know. Like, I suppose, like I said, with the with the characters, I suppose we, we see certain behaviours that we recognise in people that are um, that kind of I don't know. They they resonate. They remind us of something. I think that's can be fun. I think honesty is funny. Like real things are funny. No, it's interesting you said remind you of something because I've heard that brought up before. It's quite that's quite a complex idea isn't it that um something being familiar makes us laugh which yeah. is a, it's just a very i mean i think i probably i think it's maybe something to do with pattern making yeah i was mm. gonna say does somebody has yeah. anyone come up with like a proper a formula like an a, like is there an algorithm <laughs> written down my brother literally has done this he teaches really? comedy and he's literally written all very weird little he's like it's what intimacy it? plus badada plus falling on your ass it's like a oh yeah there of, is that thing um, isn't there there's tragedy plus what is it plus time tragedy plus time plus comedy yeah but anyway but structurally i mean it's in a way it follows all those three pattern of three things doesn't it like three act structure for a uh, a film um you know three act structure if you like for each little scene you write and a joke has got like three parts in a way isn't it it's got the setup it's got the development and then it's got the payoff yes when i teach i always go it's one two three one two eight one two fish so it's like you set up the pattern, you repeat the pattern. <laughs> yeah, and then, so you, then, then you subvert it. Yeah. yeah, so you either yeah. subvert it or you exaggerate it or you or you go absolutely sideways on it. So I think that's yeah. it. So, yeah, yeah. The so it's derailing. something about surprise, isn't it? At the yes. end, you need yeah. some kind of surprise or change of direction yeah. at the Twist. end. And that's Twist. why you're, you know, the... the, the Finding out that the woman was peeing under her dress. Yeah, you know, I mean, it's that's a, a classic pull back and reveal, pull back and reveal yeah. isn't it? Literally, you know? yeah, like <laughs> literally pull up your skirt, pull up and reveal. I suppose. <laughs> but well, I mean, um, instinctively, obviously, you know, you know that. But we we all know a lot of this stuff instinctively, don't we? Even if we don't articulate it as a concept, we we just know it. We do it naturally. Yeah. I think we have a clip of a really great joke in this, which got a lovely laugh. Oh yeah. Uh, it was the excellent Matt Lacey playing the town crier. Harold Longbottom, you are to be beheaded for suggesting that the beloved King Henry is not a very stable genius. <laughs> <laughs> for this reason, the law has found you guilty of kofifi, <laughs> for which the sentence is death. You've got to be kidding me. A drum beats slowly. The prisoner has his head on the block. Lettuce is on the spot. She whispers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah, people love the Trump jokes, don't yeah. they? They really did. And I mean, it seems great to bring those up just because we're between Trump presidencies at the moment. Oh, so. oh no. <laughs> yeah. Resist it, it is. But, you know, in a way, selfishly, if he does get in again, then the relevance of the joke exactly. is there again. Exactly. So, exactly. Yeah. You'll be straight in with that. It's having a lull. Um, yeah. You've got to think of the pluses. <laughs> really? Yeah. <laughs> think about me, everyone. <laughs> yeah. Um, so what have you been doing with uh, uh, since the since the showing, what you've been up to? I hear you've got a podcast of your own. Is that right? I have got a podcast of my own. Yeah. By the time this comes out, hopefully it will have it will be out as and well. And be much more popular than ours. <laughs> you know, no, <laughs> as popular would hopefully. be nice. Yeah, I have called uh, uh, "It's Your Funeral" and IYF on Twitter. IYF podcast on Twitter, um, and we are it's myself and my uh, very very old friend Daniel who's producing it, and we get uh, people from the world of comedy on and design their death with them. <laughs> What's wrong with that? Talking of dark. Yeah, Jesus. Dark. There's something wrong with me, isn't there? Like the execution. I mean, are they actually a... comedians who are actually dying? No, God, okay, that good. would be all. Well, I mean, because that would be quite a niche Yeah, it would be quite a niche podcast. Yeah, there's, there's, like... there's more of them than you. <laughs> no, it's really fun, actually. It's a kind of just, you know, a, a different conversation about death where it's not morbid, hopefully. Yeah, it's, uh, it's funny. And do, do people have like very weird and wonderful, well, I'm not going to get you to give away your podcast, yeah. clearly, but do they have yeah. like weird and wonderful ideas about their funerals or what's yeah. going to happen to them before yeah. they die? People are freaks. Really? That's what I've realised. Really? Yeah. <laughs> everyone's kind of weird and fucked up. But uh, no, in a really funny well, way. I haven't yeah. planned mine. Have you planned yours? She's I, obviously planned it because she's done a whole podcast. Well, you know, well, hang on, because you you can wait and say it on our. On I'm not going to tell. You guys can come on. I, mean, I, I did plan my wedding. I did plan a wedding. Isn't that slightly different? Well, what I want <laughs> is it okay? Is it? Yeah, they um, asked her to bury. She was she was buried. I it's think. a gateway to a new life. I see um, what you're saying. Yes, so that's something like that. Well, yeah. I had a great one for my wedding. That what I wanted was to just go along and have all of my ex lovers were all like lined up along along the aisle and then they would all go please to me and I would just kind of do like a big flat hand to the face and they yes. would have to just fall away yeah <laughs> each one by one one by one like little dominoes ding 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 and then I'd get yeah. to the end and, it, and it, I'd be like okay then yeah okay. how many how, 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 how hits long on would the aisle be that would get. as well yeah, <laughs> really, really long. I think Westminster Abbey is the only possible Several venue. Several miles long yeah you might have to have them on both sides just to cut the time down yeah uh, yeah. Good. I, I actually got quite a few ex-boyfriends to agree to do that. Anyway, sorry, you're going. No, I was going to. I was just going to talk about you know writing about death because I yeah. I, I yeah. also have to confess that I wrote a whole episode of a sitcom, uh, a radio sitcom about someone who was dying of cancer and did her own comedy funeral, did her own, uh, and had a living funeral. Yeah, which yes. it, indeed quite a few people do now, and I, I sort of looked into that, and I found that really, really interesting. Well, this is so. Hopefully, the first episode will have come up. I'm not going to say who is on it, uh -huh. but in it, there is the, the the living funeral, and I I don't understand why that's not something that everybody does. Like just so you could enjoy the eulogies while you're still alive. Right. Yeah. Right. I had her lying in the coffin at the party, listening to what everyone was saying to her. Obviously, it went horribly wrong because it's comedy. But I mean, did she you know, die in it? Did she? No, uh, no, she didn't die. But it's. Uh, <laughs> I just thought it was a great idea, and, I, I, yeah. and as I was doing it, I was thinking to myself, I wouldn't mind that. Yeah. You know. Although then, of course, your dark thoughts come, and you think, yeah, but people might start saying horrible things about you. You don't want to hear that. Also, no what if it's like that. like a what you know a normal party that you organise? Maybe this is just me, where people tell you that they're going to show up and don't come. <laughs> 
Can you imagine if people don't come to your living funeral? Oh, my God. It'd be so depressing. I think there's an episode of Curb Your Enthusiasm (laughs) where there's this. Yeah, someone does a living funeral. Who is it? Alfred Brooks. Alfred Brooks does a living funeral and Larry's been asked to speak at it. And and he's very, (laughs) very angry about being asked to speak at this thing. Right. Because he's just like really resentful of going, I have to go to that fucker's real funeral. (laughs) I feel like that. I would be like, you get one. If I'm going to your living funeral, I'm not coming to your real one. I think that's fair, though, isn't it? And you don't care, do you, if you don't come to the because you're not there. That's the whole thing. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, just the living one. Has Tudor Roses been picked up? Oh, yeah. I mean, it's Hollywood, and uh, they've, yeah, they've, they've basically, it's going to be starring, uh, I don't know, Michael Douglas is I would believe it. I would believe it. That would be great. That would be really fun. No, uh, no, what has happened with it is is very little. I think what happened to it after the um, show, Sorry, yeah. it got quite a lot of attention from producers, which was fabulous, and I got to meet a lot of people, and they were really nice, and I got uh, a lot of, you had a, amazing people in the audience and and they kind of I think what it did is made them recognize me as a writer that could write and so they've sort of said we're not doing that because it's historical comedy and we don't want historical comedy because nobody wants historical comedy by women (laughs) by women quite a few people said what else have you got and so I've showed them a few other things and nothing's happened with them either so that's great wow, I, <laughs> no. I, I was just before that last sentence, sentence i was about I was to come in and say it's a great, so great you know, oh. the whole point of doing female pilot club is that we're just throwing a light on some of these you did wonderful sell, writers you did sell an idea though right I, I i i had a i have had a commission yeah that's that's true yeah, yeah. so that was that was good but it, oh yeah we, yeah don't what know yet if it's don't know what you, yet if oh, i know yes made. i'm sorry so, so i don't yeah. want to prompt you but i i don't know yeah so it, it nothing it's not that nothing has happened i think you've talked before on this podcast about how i think for women writers i, I was thinking about this on the way here and just thinking it's kind of like avocados yeah i'm just gonna leave that there it's like it's like an avocado so for female writers we've been kind of told Oh, not yet, not yet. It's going to be ripe soon. We're going to, we're going to have a moment soon. We're going to have a moment soon. <laughs> oh, I avocado passed. and oh no, it's, you're off. It's not. So I feel like <laughs> too many women suddenly. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's just it's not even that. It's just sort of we met. There, apparently, there was a window a few months back where women writers could get a look in. Do I sound really bitter and twisted? I am. It's all right. I'm uh, just gonna this, this is the space for it. Okay. It's, a, it's a protected space. We're allowed for one little moment. This is a safe space to be bitter and okay. twisted. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And to reflect you know. on, you know, some of the unpalatable realities yeah. occasionally. Yeah. But, you, but you've mentioned well, I'm before. I'm always very perky going, it's all good. Everything's going to be fine. It's all fine. It's all fine. It's all going to be fine. Well, I th- and then Kay goes, yeah. shut up. It's <laughs> rabbit. <Shut it. laughs> Kay goes, I'm 20 years older than you, Abby. <laughs> so shut the f*** are you? Oh, no, obviously not. Why nothing like nothing that. Like, oh, oh, she looks young, doesn't she? Yeah. yeah. Maybe, yeah. I'll make... Maybe I will play piss. <laughs> um, uh, Karen, what were you saying? No, just that it sort of seems to have gone from, you know, in a minute, women, female writers are going to get a go. And then it went straight to writer performers. And I, I, I feel um, that women writers still now, I mean, more so than ever, that it's just, it's really, it is hard. I mean, I do feel like that is a, uh, female writers um buddying up with writer performers is might be a way forward yeah um because that you know it is a different set of skills 
And so, you know, sometimes, you, you know, stand-ups who are amazing and have amazing skills and do wonderful yeah. things will get a sitcom when they haven't necessarily got the... Uh, the same chops. skills, yeah. the chops to, they to haven't put read together the leaflets, a long. Have they haven't read the single A4 <laughs> leaflet <laughs> that Lorna has read, yeah. and yeah, they so don't my expertise. <laughs> but, on this. So I do think <laughs> yeah. that that can be helpful to to you know identify people who you think are marvelous, and then maybe even get in touch. I don't know if this is useful advice yeah. for writers out there to maybe just get in touch with them and go, "Have you ever thought about writing yeah. a treatment for a sitcom? Because I've got one that I think would star you." Yeah, and then and then work together to get stuff away. But I think that's sadly, I think you know it's a sad thing to reflect on, but. I don't know if the writer performers want to buddy up with us mm. writers. What they mostly want to do, understandably, is to write their own vehicles, yeah. isn't it? Then what happens is they end up getting put with somebody who isn't necessarily, doesn't necessarily have the same uh, sensibility as them. Or genitalia. <laughs> <laughs> if, <laughs> is it sensibility? I know. And so then... <laughs> might be somebody who's perhaps 30 years older than yeah them, yeah and perhaps you know yeah and so so it might it might be a it's just you know it might be a, a different way of, of going about things mind it i don't yeah. know but then whenever i tried to do that it hasn't worked yeah the blokes are really good at buddying up with each yeah, other yeah. and helping each other and getting into groups and doing all this stuff and i think women to be really fair are getting a lot better at that i think mm -hmm. they're a lot better than well, there's when, lots and lots when of, i was yeah. younger there are lots, lots of double lots, acts lots, lots of double acts lots of groups of women and i see women congratulating each other on their work all the time now yeah. and, and and really celebrating women's writing which I think you didn't used to see so much uh in days gone by it was it was more there was a bit of fear around oh I don't want people to think that you know I'm one of those women who only likes women or only employs women or who. yeah I think there also there was a feeling about being keeping things secret wasn't there it was things are much more open now like if you had a development deal or you had whatever you know if you were developing something or you had a commission yeah. you kept it quiet because yeah. you waited to go oh it's okay when it gets commissioned and it's yeah. on the television then yeah. i can let people know because yeah. i go oh, <coughs> but i don't wear my things on bbc too tonight yeah. whereas now <laughs> yeah. you know like... people are more likely to go i've just got a script commission from the yeah. bbc hurrah yeah and and to share that information and to celebrate that yeah um mm. generally I think I, I I genuinely think more women have this will make no sense now, but more women have have recognised the annoyance of avocados in this scenario. Gonna, <laughs> everything's got to come back to avocados. But my my cheat for this is this, this is sort of the reason behind the pod my podcast is that you know uh, it's my version of being a writer performer. It's my version of okay, well if you need to see me and hear that I can do make this jokes. thing and yeah yeah, yeah. Um, then. Then or hear me, then there's a way. Which is also a great thing that you know writer and uh, writers have got now, which they didn't have like some years ago. When you can just make a podcast yourself, yeah, without too much expense and, and get yourself out there, yeah. Even if you're not a stand-up or even if you're not in a sketch group. So I mean, I think that although you know I'm not saying that things are brilliant now. Yes, I think there are some things which are a little bit positive, a little bit. No, it's, all, it's, all, it's all that's it's, sad but you know what i mean it's like yeah i'm just trying to say this hope yeah no <laughs> so, that, no please, please, isn't it? there's none it's very rare <laughs> that Kay acknowledges hope i know it is i disagree we're all doomed and there's no hope well that's usually uh, what i say uh, yeah, yeah. It's really yeah. Hopeful. Uh, in fact so that leads us on to uh can you have you got a nominee for, to join the club 
Oh, yeah, I've got so many. Um, but does it have to be somebody that's that's like famous in it? It can be a writer, producer, performer, or stand-up from the history of comedy whose only crime is a lumpy jumper. I love the lumpy jumper. <laughs> okay. I love Business. the lumpy jumper. Of all the slang, I think really it is. Awesome. Are you the, where, where's that come from? Are you the only person that talks about lumpy jumpers? It's second, second World War it's RAF slang. slang. Is it actually? Yeah. It's actually proper second. Everything that we say it's so proper. far, everything that we say so far is like proper RAF wow. slang. And some of it is hilarious. It's great, isn't it? Lumpy jumper. hilarious. Yeah, yeah, that's amazing. Um, sorry, that's uh, well. You know, obviously, uh, you know, I grew up pretending to be Victoria Wood and Julie Walters. So, but they, you know, they are so they're part of it anyway. They don't need my help, I don't no. think, um, <laughs> with this. Um, I'm lucky enough. I've got a there's a group of six writers who we all uh, that I'm part of, and we we all kind of support each other in our writing journeys. And they are they are they're fabulous. <laughs> Oh, Abby, do you want to join? <laughs> but like you were saying, you know, with women trying to make our way in the business, so I'm going to name them all and they need to be in part of this. So Katie Lee and um, Lucy Dwyer and uh, Kirsty Smith and Kat Rosemary, they don't need my help either. They're doing so fabulously well by themselves. And Emily Jane um, Clark. And they are all fabulous writers who are, you know, they, they're, doing, they're doing much better than me, to be fair. <laughs> They're your pussy. Yeah, they should um, be mentioning you, frankly. Yeah, to be honest, this is all just, I knew them before they were massive, before they were, yeah. That's what you're getting in now. Yeah, pretty much, yeah. This is just, uh, yeah, an investment. Well, I mean, it's a very exclusive club, as you know. We don't let just anyone We don't let just anyone We don't let anyone So they are all honoured to be in the club. Yeah, the Hall of Fame. Yeah. It's very, very soon going to be time to hear the siren go off. But before that happens, before that momentous sound, we have a bit of exciting and yet also extremely sad (laughs) piece of news to tell you all, which is that Captain Abigail Bardez is about... She's not going to be on Lorna's podcast and die or anything like that, so don't worry. But she is about to take a leave of absence from the Female Pilot Club podcast. Don't worry, she hasn't been court-martialed, nothing bad's happened. In fact, it's very much a promotion from being a lowly comedy TV scribe to being a classy psychological thriller novelist. Oh, yeah, amazing. She's written a book. So tell us, tell us your exciting news. That's it, I've written a book. There you go. It's not really a, it's more of a sidestep because it's I, I'm, do, I'm still comedy. I'm still writing comedy. Obviously, it's very, very dark comedy in the form of a psychological thriller. So, yeah, so I've uh, written that, and then I've got to write another one. Uh, before the end of the year! Uh, so I'm a bit... Everything's a bit crazy. Exciting. Yes, it all very, it's all very, very exciting, but... Um, Don't you get to name it and plug it? Sorry, that's not my... <laughs> <laughs> I can do. <laughs> called mother's day it will be available next mother's day in all good bookshops uh, in all good bookshops um yeah so i'm gonna do that but i'm um yeah i just wanted to say that i've had a lovely time working with you guys don't make me cry Kay. she's looking at me with her big brown eyes so uh yeah obviously it's been absolutely brilliant and this is more of a sabbatical it's just a little bit of a leave of absence a wall i'm going <laughs> just to try and finish my finish my book before my publisher gets cross. Abby and I started Female Pilots Club and it's not even an exaggeration to say that it would never ever have happened without her nor, nor wouldn't have been anything like as good as it's been without all her incredible hard work and input 
And so we will all be incredibly sad not to have her every single time. But we will have her for guest spots, won't we? I will. I will come back and I'm happy to do acting and stuff. Yeah, I'm happy to help out. I'm just, just going to try and finish my book. Excellent. But, and yeah. we're all going to miss you, obviously, very, very much. But as Elton John memorably said, <laughs> there's just so much to take in here. He did say that, literally. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's a circle of life. Oh, it's... Uh, we will be having the wonderful Emily Chase, yeah, who has finally got that scaly brat off her May West. We've been talking <laughs> about a scaly brat. Six eps. Six eps. The scaly brat has been hanging from that May West, but now it's finally off, and so she's going to be back, or she's going to be coming into the hot seat when Abigail Budess flies off oh. into the blue of uh, publishing fortune. Hey, that's time's up, ladies. That siren sound tells us it's time to do our ablutions, pack a bimble box. It's time for our next flight. Well, thank you so much, Lorna. Oh, thank, thank you. you. So much, thank, you. thank you. Thank you so much. Oh, we love Judy Roses. We hope it's going to get up there at some thank point. Thank you. And up, up and away. Up, up, up and away. And away. <laughs> Why not follow us at Female Pilot Club on Twitter and Insta? The podcast was created and produced by Kay Stonham and Abigail Berdez, featuring resident actor Emily Chase. It was edited and technically produced by Adam Bromley, with music composed by Tim Sutton, and starred the comedy voices of Robert Webb, David Brain, Maggie Olenshaw, Laura Evelyn, and Matt Lacey. Female Pilot Club.